0: Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in more content like this and podcasts in the future, stay tuned because it's only going to get bigger and better from here. And make sure you be a good person, uh, be, a, be, a, be a good neighbor, be a good boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, wife, cousin, little sister, um, dog, whatever. Whatever you identify as, be a good one at that, and shares independently minded with anybody and everybody you know because it's only the best combat sports podcast out there. So it's been a it's been a while since I did an episode. Just been a little busy, a little bit burned out. Um, no, nonetheless, I'm back. Of course, um, gonna be doing weekly podcasts again. I'm gonna start incorporating boxing into my podcast again. I was I was gonna do an Errol Spence. Danny Garcia won last week because Errol Spence is my favorite current boxer, um, right right alongside Manny Pacquiao and Amir Khan, Triple G, if you consider Amir Khan still fighting, whatever. Um, well, so on this episode, I'm just going to basically discuss UFC 256, the main card, and talk about a couple prelim and early prelims um, fights. So starting off on the main card, um, we have a heavyweight. So this card's kind of small because there's been some cancellations uh, all kinds of craps been happening um uh, Leon Edwards got coronavirus he's not fighting um he's not gonna fight Hamzat Chumaev which isn't wasn't gonna be on this card anyways but um either way uh this card's kind of small but it's it's a good card all five fights are, are have some big names and they're uh they're all good fights and I'm really excited for them but first one coming up is a heavyweight fight between JDS and Cyril Gain. um this is this is gonna be an interesting one. Um we're really gonna get to see Cyril Gain tested. Um it's gonna definitely be his toughest fight of his career so far. Um he he beat Tanner Bosser in a decision. Um he beat him last year, I think was his last fight. Um so it's gonna be interesting to see him tested against a legend, um, someone with great boxing like JDS. Um JDS obviously got brutally knocked out. Uh I wasn't brutal, but he got knocked out by um Jersey Rosenstrike last time out in August and then he got knocked out by Curtis Blades week before that. And then before that he got knocked out by Francis Ngannou. So, you know, just treading just treading into deep waters here. Uh he definitely needs a win. I think his experience is going to come into play and maybe um the pressure being on a main event uh, our main On the main card might be a little too much for Cyril Gane, but ultimately in end, I think Cyril Gane's going to come out on top. I'm not sure how he's going to come out on top, but I do think that he's going to beat JDS and will possibly be by submission just because he's such a great submission artist. He's got two wins in the UFC by way of submission, so I'm predicting Cyril Gane's beating JDS. Not sure what round, though. Moving on to the middleweight division, there's another... Another good fight um, between two heavy hitters in the middleweight division. Um, I say that, take that with a grain of salt. Um, heavy hitter is not really a good term to use for middleweight fighters right now because the middleweight division is so, so, it's like a skeleton, man. There's not, there's not a lot going on there. It's not a lot that's too exciting. Um, but still going to be an exciting fight between these two guys, between uh, Ronaldo Sosa and Kevin Holland. So, both guys, uh, Kevin Holland is obviously younger, um, he's on a, a small win streak, uh, I think he's on a four, he's off, yeah, he's on a four or five fight winning streak, um, you know, I know he wants the title shot, um, but I think it's gonna take a little more to get the title shot, whoever is holding, the, holding the middleweight title, whether it's, uh, is he in the future, or he vacates it, or what, I'm not sure what's gonna happen there, but this is gonna be another interesting fight, but I do think, Kevin Holland's um he's got similar experience to uh to Ronaldo. Why am I calling him Ronaldo? He's got he's got pretty similar I never call him Ronaldo, I always call him Jock but um they got similar experience and I think Kevin Holland being twenty eight and Jock being forty one, I think and plus the pretty significant reach advantage for Kevin Holland. I think that's gonna play play a big part, and I think he's going to knock out Jock I think he's gonna knock him out in the first round. Moving on up to uh, a women's strawweight bout. Uh, another another exciting up-and-comer, um, Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie Dern has looked really good. Um, her only loss in the UFC has been to Amanda Rebus, which Amanda Rebus is another really big um, up-and-coming fighter that's definitely going... She's starting to make her mark, and she's going to be very significant in the future for the strawweight division. Um, Mackenzie Dern is fighting... I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not I don't know too much about her opponent. Uh her opponent only has one loss. She also only has a couple fights in the UFC. Um but and she actually it looks like she did lose to Carlos Aparza back in 2019 by decision. Um I don't really know too much about her. Uh she has two submission wins in the UFC, so it looks like she's a jiu-jitsu or wrestler. Um and Mackenzie Dern Mackenzie Duren also has some submission wins, so I think we could see a, a pretty high-level grappling match between these two. Um, I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're going to completely wrestle each other to death, but I do think we're gonna see some high-level jujitsu if it does. The fight does get to the ground, um, and it's a pretty intriguing fight because these are two got two girls that only have one loss in the um, in their professional MMA career, and it could put them on the map and put them into contendership for the straw weight vision. Moving on to the co-main event. Uh, this is one that I know everybody's excited about. Um, a lot of people weren't sure if this fight was ever going to get made, but both guys are, you know, they have similar styles. Of course, I'm talking about Tony Ferguson and Charles Oliveira. So Charles Oliveira, um, I think people are really starting to pay attention to him. They're, they've started to pay attention to him ever since, um, you know, the casuals are probably holding paid attention to him as of recently after he submitted Kevin Lee, but the guy's on a big winning streak right now. I believe he's on like a, let's see, he's on a, yeah. so he got knocked out by Paul Felder in 2017. I'm pretty sure that was like, that was something gnarly, like a, it was an injury. I don't think he actually officially knocked him out. I don't remember, but it looks like the guy is on Charles Oliveira is on a seven fight win streak. Um, And I think he's, Finished all of his opponents since then. Uh, he submitted Kevin Lee, which is no easy feat. So it's something something to pay attention to, and a lot of people are really excited about him. A lot of people think that he could be the guy to beat Khabib if Khabib does ever fight again. Um, and then of course Tony Ferguson. He no he needs no introduction. Uh, before he fought Justin Gage, he was on a twelve fight winning streak. Um, he he talked about actually completely changing his style. Um, he said he revamped a lot of stuff. He didn't really go into the technicalities. He actually just went on, you know, his his uh patented Tony Ferguson rambles where he talked about cutting toxic people out of his life. And that's just the stuff that's out outside of the octagon. That's just as important as the stuff inside the octagon. So that's going to be really interesting to see if he has changed anything technically with this game because you got to be technically sound to fight Charles Oliveira because um, Charles Oliveira's jujitsu is you know the only other person i could think of that really has jiu jitsu on his level would be someone like damian maya um and i could honestly say that he's better than damian maya as far as jiu jitsu goes um and he's also a better fighter than damian maya because he also has solid stand up um the dude has 19 submission wins um what else is there to say for him the guy is really really good he's a great finisher but also Tony Ferguson is not a normal man. He's not a normal human being. He hasn't been submitted for years. Last time he got submitted, I believe, was like 2000, 2012 or something. Uh, let me check that. I think he was submitted in 2012. Now it looks like he was submitted in... Yeah, last time, Tony Ferguson, he's been submitted once in his entire life. Speaking of jiu another guy for, for some reason left off the list. Uh, Tony Ferguson's jiu-jitsu. Um his jiu jitsu is very close to, if not on the level, as Charles Oliveira. So, and Tony Ferguson's been submitted once in his entire professional MMA career, and it was back in 2009. So, it's, you know, if there's any guy that could do it, I think it would be, it would be Charles Oliveira. But I do think, I'm not, man, this this fight is so intriguing and it's so interesting to look at, and I'm not sure how to predict it. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I'm I'm a big Tony Ferguson fan. I really want him to win. I'm just not sure if he's going to be able to go toe-to-toe with Charles Oliveira. Um, that being said, I do think both of their gas tanks both their gas tanks are good, but I do think Tony has a better gas tank. He is getting older. He's 36 years old, but he's still pretty quick. He still has power. We saw him uh, with that uppercut. And he had that lead hand uppercut that uh, downed Justin Gaethje, and I do think he could have finished him, had that fight. um had that round not ended just after he knocked him down. Um, and there's just a lot of X factors here. There's, you know, um, Charles Oliveira is a big guy. He actually fought it well to it before he got into the UFC back in 2008. Um, he used to be a featherweight. Um, he's There's a lot of speculation on whether or not he was going to be able to make weight or not. Um, so there's a lot of X factors, but I think the main three things that are going to affect this, um, the outcome of this bout, they basically all lay on Tony Ferguson. Um the main one being is he still the same after getting brutally like put through the blender um by Justin Gaethje? Two, has his age affected him at all? And then three, has he changed anything because of that Justin Gaethje fight? Um has he changed anything mentally, has he changed any preparations, has he changed his fighting style? Um being a 36-year-old, it's 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 pretty hard to change your fighting style. Um I know it's totally possible, um, if anyone could do it, it'd be Tony Ferguson. It's just, I'm not sure. Um, I do think there's gonna be blood. There's gonna be a lot of blood in this fight, and you know, I would love to see Tony fight for the title after this. Um, maybe the winner of this fight fights winner of Connor and Dustin, uh, or fights Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler. Um, I don't really want to see Michael Chandler get a title shot yet. I could go into that later. I might go into that later in this podcast. But that being said. I do think there's gonna be blood, and I do think in the end that Tony Ferguson is going to beat Charles Oliveira. I think it'll either be by Doctor stoppage or he's gonna knock him out. He's gonna hit him with the power shot, that's unexpected, and he's going to knock him out. And it's really exciting. Um I hope Tony can get off to a fast start because you know it is a three round fight, so we'll see how he does. Moving on to the main event. So this is a cool one. Uh Davison Figueredo is going to attempt to defend his strap, uh, for a si- second title defense. Um, he actually just fought, he just fought less than a month ago on November 22nd when he successfully defended his title. Um, and then on that, I believe like the next week, or maybe it was that same card, Brandon Moreno beat Brandon, uh, Roy And after that win, he successfully cashed in, secured his title, his, his title challenge. So. This is another one that I think is going to be very lopsided. So all all respect to Brandon Marino. I don't really think he has much of a chance. Um looking at across his career, he's beat some big he's beat some some good guys. I mean, beating Brandon Royval was a, is something to be proud of. Um beating Jessier Formiga, who was actually I think the only guy to beat Davison Figueredo. Um he's beat Kaikara France, who's a fan favorite and a pretty skilled guy. Uh he's also lost quite a few. Uh, he lost to Sergio Pettis. Um, he's got a couple submission wins here and there. But I do think the, the the blueprint to beat Figueredo is to get him where he's rushing you. Because I noticed that uh, when I watch Figueredo's fights that he drops his hands a lot. He drops his hands a lot, leaves his chin wide open. Um, nobody's capitalized on it yet, maybe because he's hitting them in the face too hard. He's got the power of a featherweight. Um and I, I just don't think Brandon Moreno has the power. Uh, he's only got He only has one or two knockouts in his entire UFC career um, after being in the UFC for like four or five years. So I don't think he has what it takes to beat Figueredo. Um So I don't really give him a chance. I think Figueredo is going to come in. I think he's going to dominate him. And I think he'll finish Brandon Moreno, probably take him into deep waters and finish him in the third round. So not necessarily deep waters, but I do think Figueredo is going to win and he's going to secure his second title defense. Um, Another couple kind of things I wanted to talk about um on this card. So in the prelims, Cub Swanson is possibly fighting his last UFC fight. And uh, Ronaldo Moicano is fighting um, another guy. I don't know why he's fighting in the prelims. I think he's actually moved. I think he's actually changed weight classes because I think he used to fight. Featherweight, yeah, he used to fight at featherweight, uh, and he moved up to lightweight earlier this year, and he submitted Demir Hadzovic. Um, This is a guy that's that's dangerous. He's only lost to the best guys. He got submitted by Brian Ortega. He got knocked out by Chan Sung Jung, a Korean zombie. He got knocked out by Jose Aldo. So this is a guy that has only lost to the top of the heap guys, the cream of the crop guys. So maybe there's a little piece of the puzzle missing. Uh, It's not too late in his career. He's fighting a, an up-and-comer Rafael Fasiev, who only has one loss in the in his UFC career, or in his MMA career, period, and that was to Mago Mas, Magomed Mustafayev. Man, these guys are making it hard for me to pronounce their names. But, <clears throat> you know, Renato Moicano has always been a, a draw, uh, not a huge draw, but he's always been an exciting guy, at least for me personally. And then Cub Swanson is a fan favorite been around for a long time and with the ufc cutting so many people um you know it's possible that this could be it also uh fun fact cub swanson knocked out charles Oliveira back at featherweight way back then 2012 back back before i barely knew anything about the ufc so and that's something interesting but then uh the last little bit i wanted to talk about I'll, i'll save the michael chandler lightweight could be tony ferguson the the love Pentagon, whatever you want to call it, I'll I'm gonna save that Um, I'm gonna save that for another another podcast. But last thing I wanted to talk about, guys, we're not talking about this. Uh, Chase Hooper is fighting in the early prelims. He's fighting Peter Barrett. Uh, I think that's the only the only real early prelims fight that's exciting to me. But you know, I hope Chase Hooper goes in there and gets a win because I really like the kid. He's a funny guy and You know, he's young. He's awesome. So good luck to you, Chase Hooper. And thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you stay tuned, stay safe, and stay away from those crazies out there. And have a great holiday season. Thank you.